Hello guys, welcome to Blanket Conversations with Jacob and Christian. Christian, come here. Hello. Um, so, today's topics are just going to kind of be based on what we really just start talking about. So, Christian, I think that when you're going through a tough time in life, you need really good friends to get you through it. If you don't, then they're just going to, like... I don't know. Like, like people, if you don't have a good friend to get you through it, people are going to give you the pity look. And the pity look just kills me, dude. If you don't have good friends, they're most likely going to say, like, do it on your own. Yes. Yeah, that is actually a really good point. Because if, if you don't have a good friend to help you through something, then you've got basically just, like, a person who's there but not there you know like they're physically there but mentally they're not listening to you at all like they're just they say they're listening but they're really not they say they're your friend and that they'll get you through anything and will help you with anything but once that time comes they're just nowhere to help you exactly so would you like to explain both of our situations? I'll explain mine first. So, well, sometime last year, my parents divorced, and Christian here helped me through it all by just being there for me always, every day when I was down and out, you know, just not feeling there and happy. Christian, would you like to explain yours? What happened? What I helped you through? Um, so... I was going through a really hard time. It was when my dad and mom, well, my dad was going psycho on my mom, and there was, like, a bunch of court stuff, and it was just driving me nuts. Dude, court stuff sucks. I started cutting myself and starting wanting to commit suicide. I'm past that, but Jacob over here helps me through that all, and you need a good friend to help you through it, or else you're just going to, like, not go anywhere with you're not gonna get past what happened yeah because when the divorce was going on for me i always used to throw up in the morning just throw up after throw up and throw up and since the divorce situation we've been switching houses which is perfectly normal for a divorced family a broken family is what i should say and like so we went to this restaurant for lunch i'm not gonna name the restaurant no copyright or anything, and I almost passed out. I went to the table, and I started seeing, like, white little blurs. I was going to pass out because I was starving. Like, I literally couldn't eat anything during the divorce. Like, it sucked. I couldn't eat anything for, like, a week. And then after that one day when we were switching to my dad's house, I almost passed out in the restaurant. I saw the waiter, and she was like, is he going to be okay? And... I heard my mom's voice barely, but mostly I heard a ringing. I just heard ringing after ringing after ringing. And that's what really, like, showed me mentally I need to get myself together because the sooner I get myself together, the better I'm going to feel. Yeah. Did you ever have that thing, like, when, like, you were going through a tough time and you just got immediately sick? I... During that, I could not get out of bed. 
I didn't eat. I didn't go outside. I stayed in bed with a trash can. I puked 24-7. I had, during that, I lost at least 20-something pounds. And it sucked. Um, so, nearing the end of the school year, me and Christian go to school together. Um, I got really sick at the last week's school. I was just having a terrible week. Got super sick that first week. I felt vulnerable. I felt like anything could happen and I couldn't be there to help. And it really, it really bothered me. Feeling that vulnerable and helpless. Because during that week... I wasn't at the last week of school, so I missed a lot of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And I lost a good 15, 20 pounds in a week. Oh my God. And my doctor was like, you can't keep this up, dude. you got to get yourself together. If you don't, you will die from starvation. And I'm just like, okay, mentally I need to snap together right now. Because at that time, I was extremely scared of losing my life because... My parents, they were just both going through a really tough time. My dad was trying to figure everything out. And for me, it was just like, if I die, then, like, it's going to be even worse on them. Because then they have to pay for everything, and they're just going to be crushed mentally. They're just going to be crushed because they're one of three children passed away from starvation because he mentally couldn't get himself together, you know? Yeah. And that goes to one of my other subjects. When, before I was born, at least a year before I was born, my mom was pregnant with this baby. At least three months later, in the stomach, he died. My mom was traumatized even to this day. That's like at least 13 years ago. And like, I still think about it and how if that baby was born I wouldn't be here right now that's a really strong thing to say because like just to think your brother died so you could live or sister no one knew the brother or sister that's just crazy to think about like it just blows my mind what the world can do what the human body and anatomy of the body can do because like i mean sure the babies are getting fed and everything but like sooner or later the baby is going to need more food and more of this and more of that in the stomach and if the baby starts like needing more it's gonna do whatever it can to get more and i feel like that's what happened with you and your brother Mm-hmm. You were getting like you need more, and your brother he was just sitting there minding his own business, and I feel like you started like getting everything in the stomach, and maybe that's why I'm not trying to bash you or anything if you understand me like that, but like yeah. I'm just saying the human anatomy just blows my mind blows me away. My mom was like I was just like I don't think. I was even a thought by then, but I was still crawling around in her stomach, still an egg, and I think the food was so focused on me that it wasn't getting enough to my brother or sister, so I think that's, I don't think they were getting enough, 
of what they need. Dude, that just blows my mind, though, because, like, so, a few weeks ago, my mom had one of her worst weeks ever, because she was thinking about, like, her parents and everything, she lost them, she lost her dad, like, six years ago, and her mom, like, last year, it was one of the worst weeks of her life, she said, she said that directly to me, she said, Jacob, I'm having a terrible week, this is one of the worst weeks of my life. What do I do? She turned to me for motivation because I managed to warrior through the divorce and everything. And I think it's really good that a parent can depend on their child for advice. I mean, I think that's an amazing bond between your parent and you. It's, it's an amazing bond if a parent can turn to you and ask you, what do I do? Like, if they can turn and ask for guidance from you, from an 11 or 12 year old kid, that's an incredible bond between the parent and the kid. This isn't about me, but this is about one of my friends from like elementary school. Who is it? I don't know. Um. So his mom was suffering from like three, two, like two, three years of cancer. Um. His mom was puking at least, like, at least five times an hour. And she was to the point where she could have died from starvation because she couldn't, couldn't physically get up because how bad she was suffering. Like, and to the, it was to the point where the son had to, like, save up enough money somehow somehow to get like i don't know medicine and she's still alive from that that that's amazing because actually my grandma who died last february suffered from 11 years of cancer and she was a complete trooper with it, and then one day, my mom said to us, we need to go to the hospital. Your grandmother's gonna die soon. You need to you need to all go say goodbye to her. And that just crushed me, because I had such a great bond with my grandma. Like, my grandpa was a military officer, and he's always super tough on me, and my grandma's the one to calm him down. And I don't really want to say any more about how he's doing right now because I feel that's none of anybody else's business but my family's. But I'm going to talk about the past because the future doesn't, and the present and future don't really matter right now. Because I just feel if you're, if you're suffering from cancer and everything, right? Mm -hmm. She, de she dealt with it for 11 years. 11 years of pain and torture. And she still managed to do things with us and go to this mudding event and everything. She was just an amazing woman. And I, I, I want to make a tribute to her. Once I save up enough money, I would love to make a tribute to her. But right now, I think I just need to worry about getting through school dealing with everything mentally you know that reminds me of something when i was like five when my grandma died we also had a close bond 
we would hang out all the time. We would, like, go everywhere with her. Like, I wouldn't leave her side. And one day, she was driving. A drunk at, like, three didn't care that it was a red light. They literally went from the side she was driving on and impaled her. And, um, I don't know what was in her in their car, but it, like... It was sharp and pointy, and it, like, impaled her through the head. It was probably the frame of the other car. It was probably the frame protecting, like, the engine part of the chassis. Yeah, but, um, when they, when she went to the hospital, we all went to see her, she, and there was just a big gash through her head. And she, I didn't, was, she didn't die on impact? She did, but it was like, I don't know why she was at the hospital. But if she died on impact, why would they take her to the hospital? Like, that exactly. just makes absolutely no sense to me. It, um, I'm utterly confused right now. Exactly. And there was, like, a big gas in her head. I was, like, crying the whole time. Like, I, was, I couldn't stand to see her like that. That also reminds me of another subject. A few months ago, my um godmother got into a... Pretty bad car accident. Fractured her arm. Bone sticking out from the elbow and everything. It was bad. And it was a two-car accident. Her and one other car. And speaking of, like, not being impaled, but she was driving, and somebody who wasn't paying attention slammed into the front of her car, which spun her, and then the door came and smacked into her arm, which led the bone to popping out. And busting a giant hole in her arm, and I haven't seen her in two months, probably. I mean, I think she's healed up pretty good right now, but I can't determine that because I haven't seen her. Honestly, um, so, to one of my cousins, she, she was in a car accident. She only broke her leg. Oh, that's lucky. Usually some people get it real bad, man. And so, when they went to the hospital, it was so bad. Like, at least half of her leg bone was sticking out. Oh, that's fun. It was, like, at a right angle. It, like... That's... Disgusting. <laughs> that was honestly disgusting. And she also, like, suffered through, like, a lot of diseases. Oh, yes. Speaking of diseases, one of my elementary school friends actually died a few weeks ago. Oh, wow. From AIDS. Like, I'm being dead honest, not even making up anything just for the podcast. I'm being dead honest with you right now. He died a few weeks ago from AIDS. What was his name? Kai. He was a transfer student from China in my first grade class. I think I saw that on the news. Hmm. I don't know if it made news. Because usually, like, all deaths from diseases make it to the news. Most of the time. The family kept it extremely private. They didn't want anybody knowing except his closest friends. And the day he died, like a few hours before he died, he requested to see me. And I couldn't get there at the moment. I was out having lunch with my family, having a family day. 
And I told my mom, and she was like, listen, can we just finish lunch first, and then we can turn this into dedicating all of this to Kai. And I was like, okay, I think we can finish lunch in time, but by the time I got there, he was already gone. Oh, wow. He died. I mean, his family said that he'd been coughing up blood for the past four or five days, and they took him to the doctors to get him checked out. They gave him five days to live. He had five days to live out everything he wanted to do. He's pretty lucky he got five days. He got to go to Cedar Point. On on one of the roller coasters, his heart actually stopped. Oh my god. Because how scared he got. It was bad, dude. I feel bad for the kid. He was so young, too, man. He He was a great athlete. Amazing athlete, dude. How old was he when he died? Um, I'd say 10 or 11. Oh, that is way too young to die. Not enough years on this earth, man. Like, I, I still, I dedicate a lot of things to people who inspire me. And I'm telling you, Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury played a big, big part in my life. Because when he was a kid... His family was not exactly the richest in India, and they moved to Michigan for new opportunities. And so when he moved to Michigan, he could barely speak anything, like, he resorted to singing as his option. He he sang, and he sang, and he sang, and he sang, and that's what got him, like, into America. Not, like, into America, but, like, in with all the kids at his school in America, right? And he's just a giant inspiration to me. It, like, his life is just saying persevere through everything you can. Anything and everything you can. Persevere through it and just power through. Because he died on in, like, 82. Yeah. And he was only, like, 34 years old. Not enough years on this earth. I'm telling you, dude. Some people die way too young. Like, people in Detroit, gangbangers, getting shot and stuff, die way too young. It's not worth it. Like, if anybody listens to this that's actually thinking about gangbangs or is in a gang currently, it is not worth the price. I would recommend getting out of it. I I would highly recommend that. But It is not worth the price of your life. If you can't, if you can't get out, if they will, if they kill, if they threaten to kill you if you leave, I mean, that's a different situation. That is a completely different situation. But if you have the option to leave, spare yourself, please, please do not risk your life gang banging and robbing, because eventually your whole gang will commit suicide by cop, which is basically forcing the cops to shoot you so you die. Mm-hmm. The Freddie Mercury stuff, like following your dreams and stuff, mm-hmm. that um reminded me of like my great grandma. I still like think about her a lot. Like imagine her sitting next to me, and when I think about her, you might be going insane. I'm joking. Now. <laughs> when I think about her, she, I always. 
push the extra mile through stuff that I'm working. Like, when me and him were at football practice. Three days of straight running, 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 running. The first practice. It was terrible. We were running on the track. We were doing a lot of running. My feet hurt so bad. And what made me power through that was me thinking about my grandma. My great-grandma. During one of the water breaks, actually, if you didn't see, I closed my eyes and put my hands together like this, if you didn't see. And if you saw me look up, I was actually, this is kind of embarrassing for me, I was praying for my grandma to give me strength and guidance to get through it. Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, that first practice killed me. That Same. first practice sucked. second one wasn't too bad because they knew we were sore. The third one, well, that was just fun. Oh. And that will be the end of Blankets of Conversation with Christian and Jacob.